0: guests. we have a couple of guests today, so behave yourself. Oh, me too, I'll behave myself. I, I, if I start not behaving, remind me that today is Sunday. It's not Wednesday. It's not Wednesday. Yesterday, Kian called me. He said, Mommy, what did you preach on Wednesday? I said, What happened? He said, Chanel kept sending it to me. <laughs> Forgive us, have mercy on us. Everybody needs the totality of the word of God. Stop wanting only bless me, bless me. Receive, I receive it, I receive it. Sometimes you also want to hear, stop it, stop it. Sometimes you want to hear, that is a foolish idea. Amen, say, God bless you. If this is your very first time in CICC, give me a wave. We want to give you a special CICC welcome. If this is your very first time in this house, You've never been here, God bless you. You are welcome. You are so welcome. May the blessings in this house, may you be touched by them. Amen. There's a lot of blessings in this house, and I believe that you will not live here the same. God will touch you. And um, two weeks ago, we started talking about fighting shallowness amen we do not want to go into 2019 with a shallow mentality with a shallow attitude with a shallow mindset isn't it yeah so the only way we can do is that we have to fight it amen you're going to fight it now and you're going to always have to fight it those of us who don't realize that life is a fight let me remind you that life is a fight for you to even pass your exams is a fight for your marriage to stay peaceful is a fight. You have to fight for a good marriage. If you don't want your children to go wayward, you have to fight for them. Yeah, Everything is a fight. So if you don't want to be shallow, you have to fight for it. If you just leave yourself and just live life, you will be shallow. Amen. Matthew chapter 11. We're going to read a couple of scriptures. I'm going to reading some from the Message Bible and some from the King James Bible, but all of it is the word of God. Amen. Matthew chapter 11, the Bible says, from verse 7, When John's disciples left to report, Jesus started talking to the crowd about John. What did you expect when you went out to see him in the wild? A weekend camper? Hardly. What then? A shake in silk pajamas. You know, that thing stayed with me for a very long time. You know, I mean, why a shake in silk pajamas? Not in the wilderness, not by long shot. What then did you go and see? A prophet. That's right. When I heard that, that's right, it made me remember Kiran. That's right. That's right. (laughs) A prophet, probably the best prophet you'll ever hear. He is the prophet that Malachi announced when he wrote... I'm sending my prophet ahead of you to make the road smooth for you. Let me tell you what's going on here. No one in history surpasses John the baptizer. But in the kingdom he prepared you for, the lowliest persons ahead of him. For a long time now, people have tried to force themselves into God's kingdom. But if you read the books of the prophets and God's law closely, you will see them culminate in John. Teaming up with him in preparing the way for the Mizdhar of the kingdom. Look at, looked at in this way. John is the Elijah you've all been expecting to arrive and introduce the Messiah. Are you listening to me? Are you really listening? So that's my question to somebody today. Are you listening to me? Are you really, really listening? Because you see, some of the reason for our shallowness is that what we have heard, we didn't hear. What we have been told, I mean, how many of us, don't raise your hand, we're really stubborn as children. Don't raise your hand. It's a trap. It's a total trap. Yeah. How many of us are spouses who are stubborn? Don't raise your hand. (laughs) You know, there are some husbands wanting to push their wife's hand. (laughs) This is your time to lift up your hand. This is your time to lift up your hand. (laughs) But you see, Jesus was trying to explain something to them that listen, when you think of John, you are not thinking about a weekend camper. Do you understand? Somebody who's just hanging out, you know, just chilling. He, and it's not somebody who's lazing around in shake shakes pyjamas. <laughs> because whether we like it or not, if we don't fight shallowness, we will see it in our Christian walk. We'll see it in our relationships. We will see it even in the way we take decisions. We will see it in, even in the kind of ideas that come to us. Our thoughts, what, what we think about, how we think. And even when there's an issue, when there's a subject matter, the way we approach the subject is based on our shallowness or our depth. You know? And last week I told you, I said that shallowness is not that you don't have any knowledge, or any, but it's just that you have too little. And that is where the danger is. Because you have too little of it, and that can cause you problems. Amen. We highlighted a couple of scriptures that showed us some, a few things about shallowness. You know, when we looked at um, Leviticus 11, verse 10, the Bible told us that small creatures are found in shallow ponds, isn't it? Shallow waters, you know, if you want to remain small, you can hang in there. Shallow waters, Psalm 129 verse 6, the Bible says that grass grows in the shallow ground. And in fact, the grass dies before the harvest. Amen. So the, the, the risk of staying shallow is that even before your fruitful season comes, you'll die off. And that is what happens to a lot of Christians. Because we have so many shallow Christians, before their Christianity can even bear fruit, they've died off. Before they can reap the advantage of their service to God, their seeking of God, they die off. Yeah. Most of us, we have had relationships with people that after, just after we left them, they prospered. Preach, pastor, preach, preach, pastor. Pray. It's like you, you hustle with them. You, you die. As soon as you leave them, they get a powerful job. They buy a new car. They stop catching the bus. Then you have just gone to start with another you see one of the things you come to realize that once we start talking about this and it becomes very something that you're really conscious of everything you see you stop taking things at face value and you just you know sometimes people can give some advice it sounds smart but it's actually foolishness especially on in this day of social media you know people's wisdom is reflected on their page and the things they share. So, those of you who forward everything on WhatsApp, stop it. Preach, Pastor, preach, Pastor, preach. Preach, Pastor, pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you send it to me, it's telling me who you are. I send it. Oh, gosh. This, this last few days, there was, some, there was some sheet that was being sent. And I got one on my WhatsApp. Then I go a second, and I saw that this thing is becoming a problem. So I forwarded it to Joel. I said, Joel, c- can we see? So next time you are sending me something, remember that it can appear on the um, on Sunday. So read it. So <laughs> read all the things before I look at the. Uh, Sometimes, by the way somebody talks, you can tell their shallowness. By the way they react to bad news or setbacks, you can tell how shallow they are. By the way they react to victory or success or a breakthrough, you can tell how shallow they are. Yeah. You, you can tell. Have you realized that somebody may get a new job and the first thing they go and do is buy a car or buy new. It just tells you. So this thing was, how many of you got this thing? Yeah, they sent it. I I saw it one, two. I said, no. What what is that? Because when you see it, you know, it says, don't complicate life. Then they've given all those things. Then they say, keep your life simple. Please, don't confuse shallowness with simplicity. Simplicity is good, but it doesn't mean you're shallow. And when you're shallow, it doesn't mean you're simple. In fact, sometimes a lot of shallow people, their lives are very complicated. Are you missing somebody call? Whether it's somebody's husband now. Whether it's somebody who used to beat you. An abuser. Are you missing somebody call? No. It's not everybody you miss that you call. Some of the people when you miss you rebuke. Want to meet up? Invite them. Where are you inviting them to? Number one. Where are you going to meet them? Number three. What for? Really? I was. This one. I was. I feel this is a message on its own. Want to be understood, explain. Can I help somebody? Not everybody will understand you. And not everybody should understand you. If you are waiting for everybody to understand, you will talk till your tongue goes blue. Sometimes your silence will speak for you. Sometimes the truth will speak for you. Sometimes the change in situations will speak for you. You cannot explain everything. You cannot make people understand you. Just as you cannot make people like you. Have a question. Have questions. Ask. It's true. But who are you asking? I Want to leave my husband? If you ask the foolish person, they'll tell you, Leave. <laughs> I had been meaning to tell you to leave, I just didn't know how to see it. I said, I'm happy you have raised this, found it out yourself. The person you are asking the question, what kind of answer are they going to give you? And in fact, what do they know? And from when, from what angle? Or from what mindset is their answer coming from? It's not the question that you should ask. That whether you it ask or not. it's where you are asking the question. And you see, sometimes even where you are asking the question. Hey, I was about to give a bad example. Don't give that example today. Don't give that example today. Don't like something? Say it. You see, that's what generates rude people. Don't like something, say it. As for well, if I don't like I'll say it, I'll say it. You see? And I want to tell you something. Some of the things that you don't like now, you may like later. So if you go and open your mouth, and then now you like it, you can't say, listen, the reality is that most people who today who are married, they will say they are in love. There was a moment in time one did not like the other. It took a while for the liking the liking to develop. Th- then you will say things like they are growing on me. So should in case the person grows on you and you have gone to open your mouth and say I don't like it. And if somebody is wearing their yellow dress or their green dress or their black dress or their red dress or their blue dress and you don't like it you don't say it do you know why? because you when you wear that thing and we come and tell you that we don't like it you can't sleep for three days you see how easy it is to say but when you consider yourself you realize that it's not everything that even if you don't like that you say because there are a lot of things oh I'll give you a good example if you come and have cooked and you don't like the food You people at some point we have to go into the ceremony. This, this was just to address an issue. And you come and you taste the food and say, As for this food, I don't like it. I'll say, no problem. May the Lord be with you. But you have to just remember that that situation we just sang something sang, 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 will be turning around soon. Mine was in my house. Yours will be at a gathering. Who cooked this food? Have you tasted? Have you tasted? It's not everything that you don't like that you see. That you say you don't like. Like something. Say State it. Ha. Like something. Say it. Like something. Say it. How many of us have got into trouble. Because we didn't see the person's whole body. Those of you who. Uh, uh, start relationships online. Preach pastor. Preach pastor. Preach pastor. Preach Those of you who start relationships online, online, Instagram or Snapchat, and then, and then they've brought, did you know, I've only learned this in the last few days, that the picture that you see on any of those platforms, if you don't know the human being for real, please be hesitant. By the time you have continued communication online for five months and the real person approaches, <laughs> it's not everything that you like that you say it. Just as something that you may not like, later on you will like. There are some, there are some girls, how oh, they're beautiful, till they open their mouth. You know what? <laughs> you you know what? You people be serious. We have guests. <laughs> I really want to apologize on behalf of CIC's brother. <laughs> y- you know <laughs> so- <laughs> so- sometimes you know you meet a husband and wife and then all of us when you see them ask for this couple, amazing. E they've been married all these years. You know, it's like the love just keeps going stronger and stronger. And the man is just holding his back. He cannot speak and tell you (laughs) the torment of his life. (laughs) 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 So even if you like it and you think it, don't say it. So that when you see The wig come off, and you see all the nails come off, and you see. Then then you'll be able to say. Want something? Ask for it. Want something? Ask for it. want something how many of you know that i mean obviously it's not everything you want that you should ask for yeah. brothers say amen. Amen. amen brothers say amen yeah sometimes we should bring wednesday into Sunday. you see because that's, i'm not fully saved so sometimes my examples are very wednesday Want something, ask for it. (laughs) And you see, we are not talking about unbelievers. We are talking about us as Christians. Somebody will tell you if you love me, let it show. It is not everything you want that you should ask for. In fact, it is not everything that you want that even if you don't ask for and it's offered to you that you should take. Amen. Some of us we have been brought low by a piece of bread. Yes. Sometimes you should, you should be able to say, Oh, I'm not hungry. Brother, say amen. amen. You visit, going to some of the rooms in uni, wherever it's not everywhere you eat. Preach, yeah. pastor. Preach, pastor. Preach, yeah. preach. I don't mind them. Grab that for me. <laughs> it's not every room you should eat in. It's not every house that when you go in, you remove your shoes, take the remote, and start watching. need your amen. I brought some with me. Gloria, amen. Amen. Pre-preach. It's not everything that you want that you should ask for. If you go and meet, if you meet a nice beautiful girl, Holy Ghost filled, first week I want an iPhone. Second week I want immediately you should call 999. It's not everything that you want that you should ask for. As a human being made of flesh and blood, desires are real. But the fact that you are feeling for it doesn't mean you should ask for it. We are going to Christmas, so let's talk about this. Sex is for married people. If you are not married and you want it, don't ask for it. Those of us who have tried, those of us who have tried to go on diet and keep healthy and whatever. Sometimes we want a big bottle of Coca-Cola which is half frozen which is like slash you know with a slice of lemon. But we are not supposed to ask for it. Everybody is mentioning their their own demons. Everybody mention yours, mention yours. <laughs> Somebody said fish and chips. You don't ask for it. Yeah. As for me, I like cheesecake. Oh, I do, it brings healing to my soul and fat to my waist. (laughs) But I like it. But I should know that sometimes I can't ask for it. Sometimes you cannot ask for it. It can be anywhere. I went to an extreme. Listen, even if the person says, oh, just give me a good night kiss. Love someone, tell them. Love someone, tell them. (laughs) It sounds so, if you love someone, tell them. (laughs) I'm in love. I'm in love, I'm in love, with my Jesus. I'm in love, I fall in love with the love. (laughs) There was another song that they used to sing. Love came down on me. Ah, His love came down like... It's only God that we can. <laughs> hey, listen, many people have gotten into trouble for saying it. Hey, and sometimes people put pressure on you to say it. Hey, we've been going up and down, up and down. When are you going to say it? Tell the person, let's keep going up and down, up and down, up and down. You see, we misuse some of these things. You say, I love you, I love you. Then when you marry and you have a wife, that every morning she say, I love you too. Your I love you is finished. Okay. All 4,000 you have used. <laughs> it's not that you shouldn't say it. But it's where you are saying it, who you are saying it. And the meaning behind what you are saying. Some people, when they say, I love you, actually, what they are saying is, I want to sleep with you. Some husbands, when they say, I love you, it's because they've gone to sleep with somebody. Keep praying for your pastor. (laughs) Because sometimes my brain is not okay. We are talking about shallowness. Yeah. <laughs> about shallowness. We realize that <clears throat> we we have become so two-dimensional, black or white. Listen, there is nothing like that. Between black and white, there are so many colors differentiates of whatever let your mind be here before cause there everything is not yes or no everything is not true or false some things are i don't know and you should be able to tell yourself when you don't know because sometimes you don't need to make a choice sometimes what you need is to sit back is to step back Sometimes what you need is time you have to wait. Time as a way of bringing out a lot of things. Yeah. Some of us we have seen the person and they are so nice, if you would just give a bit of time, one day you see them speaking to their mother and you say, "Oh no." because if they can't respect their mother, no chance for you. Mm. Today I wanted to touch on something, and my time is gone. But let's mention it. How many of us will be here next week so that we can delve deeper into it? Next time you get anything on Facebook, any of these things, don't just forward, don't just share, don't just... Remember that Pastor Gloria may use it as her. I I didn't even look at the source. I don't know. So, Luke chapter 6. One of the main areas of our lives that we should fight shallowness is in the word of God. We shouldn't be shallow in the word of God. Number two, we should use the word of God to fight shallowness. Number three, we shouldn't allow shallowness to let the impact and the power that is inside the word of God not have any impact on us. Did you do get it? The first one is that the word of God, we should not be shallow in it. Don't be shallow in the word of God. And that really amazes me when it comes to Christians. Because when you see our depth in certain things, when you see our depth in certain things, you'll be amazed Some people, it is the video games. They have depth in it. They'll tell you that I'm on level 4,000. Some people, their depth is in crime. If you have a connection, come to them. They will show you how to get through. Some people, their depth is in lies. They'll tell you that if you lie this way, they'll catch you. Don't lie this way. If you want to lie, (laughs) shift it this way. The next thing also is the fact that the word of God is what you will use to fight shallowness. I'll show you something if we have the time. Shallowness also will prevent you from realizing how powerful the word of God is. From now on, you don't want to camouflage, you know, your shallowness with ignorance, you know. And you're not going to allow yourself to be deceived. Luke chapter 6. I'm going to still read from the Message Bible. I call it my ghetto Bible because they've tried to write it in the 21st Urban Dictionary. Luke chapter 6, the Bible says something about the word, the word of God. I'm going to read from verse 43. You don't get wormy apples of a healthy tree, nor good apples of a diseased tree. The health of the apple tells you the health of the tree. True that, isn't it? Yeah, when you see what you spill out of your mouth, it's telling you what you have become. Somebody who is very vindictive is because of what they have filled themselves with. Somebody who is very jealous and envious, that is what you are bearing fruit of what you have filled yourself with. The health of the apple tells you the health of the tree. You must begin with your own life, given lives. Amen. Tell your neighbor, get deeper before you get into my own business. <laughs> How easy it is for us to correct people? How is it easy it is for us to notice the wrong thing in people's marriage or, or even their dressing. Yeah, you come to church, somebody will tell you that your skirt is too short, your this is too that, your tie is too that, your this is that, your this is too that, your this is that, you there. And as the Bible says, but inside of you is dead men's bones. You can see a bit of my leg, true. But you all of your inside is maggots. So he's saying that. Sort yourself out first. It's who you are, not what you say and do that counts. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that we always read, especially when people are getting married, they say that he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor with the Lord, isn't it? When you go read that scripture again, it says he who finds a wife. It means that when you find the person is a wife. It's not when the ring comes on their hand before they become a wife. The person's character has already defined them as a wife. Then you go and find that person. It's not that you find a girl and turn her into a wife. So it is who you are, not what you say and do. And that is when you know people are maturing and getting deeper. Do you understand? Because most Christians... Act as Christians. Speak like Christians, but they are not. Your true being brims over into true words and deeds. Amen. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Sometimes when we utter certain things, and we say, oh, I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it. You come to realize that actually they did mean it. Verse 46. So Jesus is asking this. Why are you so polite with me? Always saying, yes, sir. That's right, sir. But never doing a thing I tell you. Reverend always says this thing that... If we would just live by even the number of services we have come to in this year, we wouldn't need counseling. Certain mistakes we wouldn't make. Jesus is saying, there we come. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, sir. But you don't do any of it. Most Christians don't take the word of God and decide how they are going to apply it. If if they think about it, they are thinking about who they can apply it to. Or who should be using this word. If they had been here. These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life. They are not for homeowner improvements to your standard of living. (laughs) They are foundation words. Words that you need to build a life upon. I feel that some of us, we just do surface refurbishments. Every now and then we paint over the house. Meanwhile, the cracks in the house, the house is falling down, but it's fresh. That's why sometimes they have a discussion whether on the wedding day, the women and the men, should they wear white or not? I don't know. If you work the words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on bedrock? When the river burst, it banks and crashed against the house. Nothing could shake it. It was a built. It was built to last. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. When the swollen river came crashing in it collapsed like a house of cards it was a total loss amen if you don't move away from shallowness you will realize that various areas of your life you will experience total loss you will like out of your shallowness you will experience total loss you will see that the way you use money will let the money become a total loss you will see that the way you approach certain things will make you lose the thing, the people, the place. And you see, shallowness is not about age. You can be old and shallow. You can be young and deep. And that is why we have to start from the word of God because the word of God gives you a level of wisdom that time cannot give you, that nothing else can bring except the word of God you know last year we started looking at the word of God isn't it we looked at the fact that the word of God brought influence brought uh, transformation brought uh, had the ultimate power and all that but for for us to understand how we're going to use the word of God to come out of shallowness and to fashion we have to appreciate the word of God I don't think the word of God is appreciated enough by Christians I, I I don't think so because if it is something we appreciate, you will see that it is something that we will apply. It is something that you will remember. The things that are important to you, you remember. Do you know there are some people, they don't remember their own phone numbers, but the person they like, they know their person's phone number. Some 119 gives us the first now think about the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 105 the Bible says what? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You know? John who was like the closest young person to Jesus in John chapter 1 the Bible says what? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehends it not. The word of God, the first area or the first thing that the word represents for us, Is light. But someone one night tries to explain something to us. Verse 105 says that, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's a lamp. Because one of the things about the fact that it's a lamp is because it only gives illumination to a very specific area. Do you understand? When you have a lamp somewhere, it only lights a certain radius you understand? So the word of God is supposed to shine or bring attention to a specific situation. You understand? Or a specific challenge. You know, it has to bring clarity to something you are doing now. You know, maybe you are confused about something, then the word is going to answer it now. Or you, can't, you don't understand something you are going through, then the word will help you understand that particular thing. The light which the lamp is a subset of, is when you have a lamp on your marriage, a lamp on your finances, a lamp on your health, a lamp on your, a lamp. And so as you get lamps, either in a row, in an area, then it creates light. And the light is not just going to reflect on a specific situation, but the light now reflects on your life fact, I saw a certain definition of light, maybe I should give it to you to help us. It said that light stimulates sight and makes things visible. Light stimulates sight. And so light will help or make the eyes To be able to be useful, do you know you can have eyes, but if there's no, if they switch all the lights off here, it doesn't mean we've gone blind, but it just means that there's no visibility. It just means that we can't see, we can't make use of our sight. So even though we have the eyes, if there's no light, the same way the word illumination or gives, lets our life have sight. One of the importance, and I think sometimes people are even afraid of, is the fact that if you bring light, it will expose darkness. If you bring light, it will expose darkness. And I want to challenge somebody today that don't be afraid to bring some light into your life. Bring some light into your relationship. Bring some light into your situation. Because at least it will let you know what is going wrong. It will let you know the options you have to change it. And then God will also give you the grace to make the changes that you need to make. The light doesn't mean that everything is okay. The light just tells you that this is wrong, this is right, this is good, this is bad. And then the choice is up to you. But we get so afraid to expose ourselves. But if you don't expose it, in the end, you will still destroy it. People have relationships that certain areas of their relationship they never speak about. It's just a time bomb. It's just a ticking time bomb. There shouldn't be any area of your life that you cannot expose to the word of God. Every area of your life, you must expose it to the word of God. Don't be afraid. Because when you expose and you know it is wrong, the same word of God will help you to correct it. It says that the light sets the tone. The light sets the tone. What am I talking about? We use that expression a lot. We said, oh, a lighter shade of blue, isn't it? A lighter shade of... So there is something about the light that takes away heaviness. there's something about the light that takes away heaviness. There's something about the light that brings a better tone. Yeah. Do you know everything has a tone? Every home has a tone. Yeah. There are some homes, even when dinner is ready, it's a fight. Come and eat! It's food. I mean, it's food. It's food. Yeah. In fact, there are some cultures, even when they are talking, it's a fight. I love you. Me too, I love you. It's the tone, it's the tone, it's the tone, it's the tone. Yeah. The light, most of us, even in our homes, we have lamps. Some people, when they want to seduce people, they change the light. Oh, preach, Pastor, preach. Preach, Pastor, preach. Preach, Pastor, pray. Yeah! You see the fluorescent lights, then you see that they'll go slightly... Some of these lights up. You, you, you see that variation of light brings about different moods and different. Some of the, the tones of the light is a winning formula. Married people say amen.